Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is entitled At Your Door. It was written by Ellen Eisenwill, Mark Morrison, Barbara Manoui, Chris Adams, Scott D. Anielowski, and Herbert Hyde. I'm your Game Master, and this is episode 14. Our recap will be given by Jason Melichok, as his character, Dr. Ethan Carlisle. So, without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Jason? When, when last we left off, Dr. Evans and Dr. Mills stayed in what we believed to be Jenny's garage to observe the house while Dr. Liege, Dr. Flores, and myself went to find the flat-tabled rock. Evans and Mills grew bored as time passed and decided to enter the house, where they came in contact with an intelligent gray mold that started growing on Dr. Mills, and when bleach was applied, actively tried to avoid it. Evans found a videotape of an almost 20-foot Jenny carrying two, yes, two full-grown cows, one on each shoulder, and then she sacrifices them. Evans then saw what they're calling a mother goddess, uh, one that was seen at Don Biozine. I have no clue what they're talking about. All that happened there was an electrical discharge and some purple, purple, pur excuse me, I'm really not sure what happened there. Um... So just uh, then we, we searched at the Black Rock area and found some dried husks or something. Not sure what it was. It's biological. Uh, had some radio contact between the other group at the house and ourselves. And uh, they were to meet up at our location. After almost two hours of radio silence, we, we decided to head back towards the house and look for our missing comrades. We went back to the house and then we found a trail down a cliff to a beachfront. Uh, there was a, a cave entrance, and it took three of us to move a boulder that covered the entrance. We quietly entered the cave structure, and then we, we entered a chamber, and, and there it was. It, it was giant. It was furry. It, it had huge mouth filled with teeth. It jumped and landed on Dr. Flores. It was slobbering. It, 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 was, a, it was a giant puppy, a giant talking puppy, a giant talking puppy named Willie. So I played with the puppy and he ran off to tell mommy that we were here. And we all did the endurance chant. Uh, then we heard Jenny shout, who are you people? And Dr. Flores and Jenny discussed the situation. The dog was ordered to guard the exit. Uh, the, the debate between Jenny and Dr. Flores continued. We stepped into the room and Jenny was well, well over 20 feet tall, holding a huge boulder and ordered us into the cage. Desmond goes all out and tries to jump up onto her back and she catches a midair like a Barbie doll, just in her huge hands. Long story short, you guessed it. The three of us are sitting in a cage un with the unconscious Dr. Evans and Mills. Back to you, Tom. All right. So, Dr. Liege, uh, you are out with the puppy. Um, you are uh, a couple of feet from the exit, maybe five feet or so. Um, and it's an exit that you have to get down on your hands and knees to kind of crawl through to get out because there wasn't much room to get in in the first place. Uh, what would you like to do? Now, if you recall the shape of the cave, there's also like a, a cubby nearby and uh, but it's fairly dark where you are. 
All right, so if I'm remembering correctly, the floor of the cave is a combination of sand, gravel, and just flat stone. Right. How much... Um, so how, how much of an echo is there? Well, I mean, what you'd expect from a cave. Uh, not, not a tremendous amount of echo. Okay. So would it be safe to assume that Jenny had heard Willie saying that I can't pass? Um, not necessarily. She didn't seem to be hearing you uh, talking earlier. Of course, she did have music going. And uh, she probably still has music going. Okay. She's also concentrating on the others. You can hear her distantly talking to them. All right. So where, where along the wall... Where along the wall was the the tranquilizer rifle left? That was actually left back in the other room uh, near near the entrance to the lab. Okay. Would I be able to... So is it on the... uh, Is it on the close wall or the far wall? Uh, From where you are, it's on the far wall. Okay. And the light is... There is light at that point. Mm-hmm. All right. So my my attempt to persuade him to let me pass has failed, obviously. If I'm remembering. Yeah, but I mean, you can continue to. Hmm. I think I'm going to back up into the cave um, at the edge of the light. I'm not going to go into the light yet (laughs) Um, and assess the situation a little bit more. Okay. Um, As you, as you, 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 you now can sort of see at least where the light is coming from. I mean, you already know where it's coming from, but now you can see where it's coming from. And uh, in a moment of uh, surprise and maybe a little bit of terror, uh, you suddenly see Jenny come stepping forward and grab the gun and then walk back into the room with it. Okay. She did make them put it down. Mm-hmm. So. All right. So past the uh, past the entrance to the lab area, mm-hmm. there was another section of cave. Does that lead anywhere? Let me pull that up for you. There is this area in the hall that goes southward. Um, that's where the dog originally was hiding. Right. And then up past chamber one. Uh, past chamber one, it does look like it goes someplace off into the dark. There's no light there of any kind. So Okay. I'm going to try and skirt around the edge of the cave to that area. Okay. Um, 
so as you're doing that, uh, let's go back to the others here for a moment. That'll take you a few minutes to sneak your way over over to that area. Um, all right. Being oh so sneaky. So the rest of you are in the cage. Um, uh, Dr. Evans and Dr. Uh, Mills are regaining consciousness. They're a little uh, uh. dazed. Oh. I go over and give him some water. Oh, thanks, Ethan. Uh, Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. No, I've been better. I've been better. Don't have a headache. Oh. You don't remember much of what happened, but she did. You, she came out of nowhere. Uh, actually, kind of behind you. You were looking. You were about to go down the cliff, and she came up behind you, and that was crazy. And then. Somehow you got thrown across the, the the grass or something and hit the ground and got knocked out and mm-hmm. up here just now. I think I think we found Jenny. Yeah. Where are we? In a cave. Oh, that's not good. You're on mute. Yeah, it's uh not looking good for for us. So uh, that's that's Jenny over there. I assume we can see her. Yeah, Ginny yeah, she... is. Um, Ginny has done a couple of things as you're there. She started to tidy up. Um, obviously, she had broken furniture and she had some stuff, and she'd been living kind of like a uh, what would you say uh, a cluttered scientist with stuff all over the place. But she's starting to hum to herself, <laughs> and she's. Uh, She's tidying up. She's cleaning things, and she's she seems in a good mood. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a big night potentially. How close are we to midnight now? I think midnight may have already passed at this point. So Jenny's not going there at midnight. Maybe that's not the height of the moon or something. Yeah. I'm gonna examine the walls of the cave, not not where the bars are, but kind of just just to be sure there's not like a any crack or anything like that. No, it's pretty solid. Okay, yeah, all right. Now the 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 trank rifle in Jenny's hand must have been kind of tiny. Yes, quite. Tiny. She couldn't possibly manipulate it. Did she just put it in a case or something? Um, she set it on her desk at the moment. I'm wondering about her ability to manipulate the machinery in the lab. Did she have to jerry-rig it all to have giant switches? Well, some of it, yeah, she's done exactly that. And uh, uh, she looks like she might be able to do things rather delicately, but yeah, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. She does have problem. Uh, you also yeah, she... notice things like there's um, a large, large pile of 50-pound bags of puppy chow over in one one corner. Um, there is, uh, you can see that there is a refrigerator. There's a, a microwave. There's... Um, she couldn't use a microwave. Well, she... Maybe if she picked up... Maybe if she picked up a screwdriver very yeah. carefully, she could hit buttons. But she but can't she, use a keyboard. She uh, She has the things that she needs. She does have a computer. Um, it even looks like she's rigged up a phone. Mm. 
Hmm. Um, she's got uh, all the stuff that she would need for a lab. It, it also seems like, I mean, this isn't just stuff she could have jury rigged. This is, this is some serious lab equipment. You know, she she's didn't still just, an employee. Yeah. Uh, but, but is there any way to guess at what research she's actively engaged in? Any samples, substances, not, not from visible machinery? Not from inside the. Uh, she's obviously a bio re, uh, biologist. Hmm. But you kind of already knew that. Yeah. That was the lab yeah. where she worked. Well, one uh, of us is going to have. Oh, sorry. Let me interrupt. Okay. Go ahead. I was just going to say one of us has to talk to her, and I don't think. Desmond, I don't know if she, you should be the one yet. Yeah, I might have made a bad impression trying to jump on her back. Oh. Okay. Yeah, you missed a couple of things. Yeah. Uh, so it turns out that the, this cave is uh, along the riverside at the bottom of the cliff behind her house. Yeah. Uh, and so the intercom we spoke to, she has set up to go down here because she's hiding out. Uh, in addition to this lab that we can see outside the jail that she built in here somehow, uh, she's got a dog that can talk and it's very large and it has multiple rows of sharp teeth in its mouth. And it's, you know, as intelligent as a four-year-old child, more or less. Yeah, and it has tentacles instead of whiskers, just so you know. Oh, yeah, I'm just really, not shocked at this point. Anyway, all else I've seen today. Oh, and man. all four of us are now captive. Remember, all four of us are here captive. All four? Yes, all four of us. Oh. Every one of us. All four. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's well, also that's... worth noting, we were at the Table Rock, um, and we know that she's performed blood sacrifices there, at least of cattle. No, I, 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 I saw the tape. I saw the tape. Yeah, and, and we and, uh, and we read the endurance chant a few minutes ago too. And it didn't uh help give me an advantage over our captor. Yeah. Nice. Are the uh are the iron bars uh cemented in? Uh or are they uh, driven to rock or are they it, it looks like it's like a, a gate. Um, so it's like like a jail cell gate, uh, and uh, one end of it has been driven into the rock, or at least bolted to it. Um, uh, so it's pretty secure. It's not going to be something that you could easily... Right, even if she were gone for two hours. Um, I mean, three of us having chanted the endurance chant might have a chance to bend some of it. Do a, not if she's here. Do a spot hidden roll for me. All those of us? Of you, uh, those of you who are inside the... 20. No, I failed. So that's an extreme... Or it's a hard success. 78. My head is still in a lot of pain. <laughs> failed by one, but I'll let Desmond handle it. <laughs> yeah, I, I as, as, you're, as you're examining the bars, there's little details that you start to notice... Um, is that a fingernail? Is that a a blood stain on the wall there? Have there been other people in this cage? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm going to uh, discuss those things only with Dr. Carlisle in whispering tones because the ladies have just woken up. But yeah. it's not as though she anticipated us coming here and built this cage just for us. Now, I should also, I, I failed to mention this before, but Jenny was pretty much unclothed mm-hmm. when she first appeared. She has now taken uh, steps to appear a little bit more modest. She's got some sheets and things which she's tied around herself. So that and she's still the, humming along. Yeah, humming along, cleaning, neatening things up. Um, Do you want to ask Dr. Carlisle if she's expecting company other than us? And also, you know, we thought we'd see her at the, at the Table Rock by now. Yeah, I, I think it's a good thing that she's cleaning up and put clothes because at least she's maintaining some humanity. It's not like, well, at least I hope, you know. Uh, uh, Jenny, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> um, can 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 we talk for a minute? I mean, well, well I'm, I'm cleaning, cleaning right, right now, now but, but uh, uh, I, I do have, have a question, question for you. What do you want for dinner? Um, <laughs> or is it lunchtime? No, it's it's, it's breakfast. Time. What do you want for breakfast? Well, well what's the choice? Well, I've got, um, uh, and she says, uh, I've got uh, frozen dinners, frozen fast food. Uh, uh, I could cook you something. I, uh, my friends always told me I was a pretty good cook. You know what? You just surprise us. That's all right. But um, I wanted to bring up the point. As you saw the rifle, it was only a tranquilizer. Oh, we yeah. We didn't watch- come... She walks over to that and picks it up and snaps it in half with one hand. We didn't come here to hurt you, as you could tell. We could have come with weaponry. We chose the least damaging item we could bring, and we brought one of them. That doesn't and matter right now. Are you um, expecting company? You seem to be cleaning up. You're, You're the, the only company, company I have. have. Oh, cool. Hmm. I mean, I'm fascinated by the, by the situation. I have to admit, although uh, I'm is no. Sorry, sorry. Um, do you have an aspirin, Jenny? Oh, is your head hurt, honey? She says, "I'm afraid I don't have any aspirin." Ah. I might. I mean, if if she if we have all of our gear, I have a medical kit with me then if she didn't take anything if we just walked in here at the moment yeah you just walked in so you probably still have your medical kit yeah so i have my doctor bag so i that's why i was saying when i would they were unconscious i was checking them out to you know bandage anything any you know all right let's let's jump back to uh dr liege uh while all this is going on dr liege you've discovered that um uh you don't have any light, so you can't really see into it. But what you've more or less discovered is that that upper upper chamber is pretty much a, a large oval shape, more or less, uh, with no way out. It's a, it's bigger than the uh, area that you were in, but it's is it just empty? It's empty. Okay. 
Hmm. Thinking the best option might be to wait. So. Well, as you're standing there, um, uh, Willie comes sniffing in your direction. He's like, what are you doing in there? <laughs> I'm just looking at the cave. That's a nice cave you've got here. Yep. You better get back to guarding. That's important. <gasps> right. He immediately turns around and goes back. And he lays down, you know, like this. But he's looking at you. Hmm. Uh, so, Ethan, um, I'm glad to know that she's not expecting any other company. Do you want to ask her about the stone or even the sacrifices? Yeah, and I was kind of wondering if I should bring up uh, Noel to see. Mm. I mean, at some point, I would like to confront her and make her aware of what she's done. I might cause a moral. Break yeah, I would. Where... I would save that uh, for yeah. That's after like... some friendlier. But it's true. She doesn't seem to understand that she's killing Noel. So yeah, uh, maybe keep... ask about the table rock first and then general small talk. And then we found Noelle's car at the bottom of a ravine with a giant handprint on the hood. And she's acting pretty friendly. I mean, you might yeah. even be able to talk to. I, I, I think she's just happy that to have somebody to talk to, actually. She might be happy to have somebody to sacrifice. Ooh, yes. Um, Jenny. She looks over at you. Can you tell me about your puppy? Oh, Willie? Yeah. For a long time. I mean, it, he speaks, right? It's not just me. Like, I've not lost it that much, really, have I? No, he talks. It's one of the developments. He also is becoming in the same way that I am. I, I noticed his whiskers. It's all part of the great change. Is that what have to do with the uh, altar? You're talking about the table. Correct. Yes. And if you don't mind, I mean, since it looks like I don't really have any place to go, can you tell me about what goes on there? She gets this look in her face. Uh, like, I don't know, divine bliss. And she says, I'd rather find out a little bit more about you first. Who are you? Dr. Ethan Carlisle. Uh, I'm actually a veterinarian, zookeeper, uh, animal expert. Oh, that's why I'm so interested in your puppy. Well, he's changing just like I'm changing. And as she says that, she comes closer to the bars. And I'd like you to do a spot hidden. Oh, six. Extreme. Um, these things that are sort of growing under her arms, you can see from the, the, the way the light plays on them, they're slightly translucent. And she's growing another set of arms. 
Mm. Oh, wow. You can do a sanity roll for that. Yeah. (laughs) 70. I failed that. 1d4. 3. I'm getting mighty low, guys. (laughs) It startles and disturbs you. (laughs) To see that she's changing, too. Uh, This... This, um, excuse me, Jenny, this change. It's, it's all part of the glorious rebirth. We're finally becoming what we should be. What, um, sorry, just a little, I got a headache too. What, um, what's, what's causing this? Is this scientific research or? She blesses us with her bounty. She, um, can you elaborate? The Divine Mother. See, I've heard this said before, but I, it's, you know. It, she looks over at Desmond and she says, what about you? Mm. I, What's your story? Uh, uh, do you want my name and credentials or do you want to talk about the Divine Mother? We'll talk about that later. I'd rather talk about who you are what your credentials are. I'm a mycologist primarily, although I do various research work. My name is Desmond Flores. Um, Mycologist. Mm -hmm. I know a fun guy you should meet sometime. Uh, uh, Ah, yes. I think we met some of that in your house. Is that also going through the divine changes? That gray, that greedy gray rot? Ah, that's just skin cells. Yeah. Well, it might just be skin cells or it might be a plague that takes over the West Coast of the country. It seems awfully clever. Life is life. Earthly life. What's your story, ladies? Oh, uh, I'm Dr. Heather Mills. I teach biology at the University of California. So another biologist. Good, good. Yeah, yeah. Came out to dance in the dark when the moon is new. Where did you hear that reference? Well, that's why I came here, Noel. I heard it from Noel. Well, Noel's not here right now. I know. We 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 know. We discussed that. We're we're trying to find her. Um, she walks. She walks away suddenly, and. Uh, uh, rips open a bag of uh, doggy chow and uh, pours it into a little kid's swimming pool <laughs> with no water in it and says, uh, Willie, come, come and get, get some food. food. And Willie jumps up and starts running immediately to, to get some food. And when she shouts this, I'm assuming she says it loud enough for it to reach both the dog and me. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy, mommy. I want some food. <laughs> uh, that's a big dog. Yeah, yeah. I told you. I'm going to sneak. I'm going to sneak on out of here. <laughs> the dog is distracted. All right. Now you you wanted you didn't ask about me. Oh, what what's your story? <laughs> No, I'm I'm Dr. Margaret Evans. 
a parasitologist from Utah, and one of the people who found Noel's car at the bottom of a ravine. What are you all doing searching around for Noel? Well, we're all biologists. Well, we're all working for Full Wilderness. Are you familiar with Full Wilderness? Of course. The blasphemies at Don Biozyme have been causing some trouble, Jenny. I don't know what you're talking about. Some of the Divine Mother's offspring have been held captive there in an attempt to reproduce some of the experiments that uh, Finlay have been undertaking. We uh, were instrumental on freeing the Divine Mother from that compound in one of her instantiations, but it looks like you have another. And the Divine Mother is not some pet to experiment on. She is life itself. You don't know what you're talking about. The Divine Mother was not held captive there. Finley merely found a way to call her. And milk her and steal her offspring. If it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be here. Yes, I'm surprised that as one of the faithful, you feel comfortable with that. Don't you think the Divine Mother has a greater plan than Dr. Finley has? The Divine Mother doesn't think about plans. It's just life. I, the greatest day of my life was when I sucked the milk directly from her teat. And if it, yes, wasn't, I, for, if it wasn't for the fact that Finley had called her, I would have never had such an opportunity. And what opportunities do, does Noelle have now? Noelle, Noelle is, is not anything right now. Don't worry about Noelle. Stop bringing up Noelle. Do you know that her car is at the bottom of the ravine? Dinner's ready, she says. And uh, uh, she goes and, uh, and gets quite a few di- uh, uh, breakfasts, actually. Um, I, I rolled a 26. Um, Willie, noisily eating, says, well, Mommy, what about the man? <laughs> and she's like, Willie, what are you talking about? The man in the cave back there. Aren't they're, they're in the cage, dog. She says, Willie, is there somebody else in the cave? He's like, not anymore. And she goes, Jen. shit, like this. Jen. And all of a sudden, Jenny goes in the opposite direction. She goes deeper into the cave. Hmm. Jenny, I told you there could be a SWAT. Oh, okay. I was going to try and stall her. Well, we need to try to get out of here. (laughs) Um, uh, uh, Dr. Liege, uh, you've you've climbed out from under the rock and Mm -hmm. you're on the beach down by the river and you know where the path is. Uh, what, what are your plans? What, what are you thinking that you're going to do? What are you planning on doing? All right. So I want to get back to, I want to get back to uh, our car and potentially call in some cavalry. Okay. Now to do that, you'll have to go back up onto the road above 
and you'll have to run along the road for about 15 minutes or so to get back to Chuck's place where your car is parked. Okay. Now did the, now the river, did that run down the same uh, ravine kind of oh, area? It does, but as far as you know, it was pretty much a very steep climb. So there'd be no way to climb back up. There was a path cut for climbing down there and back up. You don't know if there's another one. Okay. Hmm. But, I mean... You is, the, is the river running towards the direction I want to go or away from it? It's running in the direction that you're going. It's running All right. Uphill. You're uphill. I, I'm going to try and use the river to, A, uh, mask my scent because there's a dog and B, get where I'm trying to go. Okay. So I would like you to do a, I'd like you to decide whether you're going to go slow and sneakily or whether you're going to just make a run for it. Make a run for the river? No, well, you're at the river. The river okay. is right, right near where you are. But I mean, right. running down the river. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'll try and swim with the river across it. Uh, it's not that deep. Said. It's it's only oh, a couple okay. of feet deep. Oh, okay then. It's um, rocky and rapid, and and uh, it's a creek. And there's lots of bushes and trees and stuff around it. But it's in a. It's in a ravine so right all right i'm gonna cross the river and then run for it okay and you're so you're running down downstream because mm -hmm. right. i don't i don't know that she knows right um do a uh a dex roll be helpful if i didn't drop 50 uh, percent of my d100 Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to spend eight points of luck and that will be an extreme success. Okay. So you are either you are either encountering a fairly smooth terrain going or you are leaping over rocks like a spring chicken because you're still under the influence of your uh your endurance chant. All right. Um after a couple of minutes, though, uh, you notice Jenny up on the road mm -hmm. up above, and she's running along looking like this. Uh, I'll, I'll give it that you see her before she sees you. Okay. Um... Is there now it's there... dark, so you can barely yeah. see her. And there's no Okay, is there can I find a good spot to hide until she goes past? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think there's lots yeah. of places to hide. And as long as you stand still. Like a fallen log or something. Just... Yeah. All right. But you see her running around uh trying to trying to locate where you might be. 
And that's when you notice that it looks like you can see her eyes glowing in the dark. Oh, that's creepy. As she's looking. Um, after a couple of moments, though, uh, she runs farther ahead down the road. You see her go. All right. Got to keep moving, but. It's so now in a way, she's yeah, it's going to be sneaky in the car. this time. All she's right. beating me to the. But her car's at the other. Your car is at Chuck's, and that's where yeah. she's heading. Would she attack Chuck? Hmm. I'll just keep moving, but sneakily this time. All right. Um. Okay, let's go back to the other people. All right, you guys are in in the cage. What do you guys want to do? Does anybody have a copy of that of of, of the spell? We need to get out of here. We gotta try to push our way through. There you go. Yeah. All right. Do we got a uh, a rope or anything? Maybe we could get the dog over here, wrap a rope around the bars, and then and around his collar, and get him to run or something. I was thinking the same. Well, I'm I'm reading the spell. So okay, and we still those of us who have already chanted it still feel its effects, right? Probably more sharply now that she, who's also fast, isn't here. The did she put a padlock on, or is there a lock in the door? She put a padlock. It's big, or how? Like well, yeah, it's, it's giant. No, it's it's a, it's a fairly <laughs> decent sized padlock. You know, mm-hmm. I was just wondering if between the two or three of us that have the chant, if we just try and twist it. Well, the bars look like they're about an inch thick. Not the bars, they're the padlock itself. Right, I understand. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I suppose you can try. Let's make up the stat for that. Well, do we have anything? Uh, that Desmond sprung a lock earlier. Yeah, that was on a that was on a door. The the door itself was flimsy enough that it wasn't that hard. Yeah, it's, but I do have a lockpick set. But it might be. I mean, that, that yeah. Actually, if it's a if it's a very hefty padlock, that might not be the right size tools because they well, can vary. The pick set should have a few different. Lo- you know, it's worth yeah. a shot. Better than being dinner. Speaking of which, how's the breakfast food? Oh, it's delicious. Because I'm pretty hungry. Yeah, it's uh, it's exactly what you'd expect. And has Willie gone back to sloppily eating his food? Yeah, I mean, he's he's he takes a couple bites and watches you guys and takes a couple sure. more bites. And the food's gone pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. He's a gobbler. So I, I, so I <laughs> finished up reading the spell, so I'm assuming that I'm feeling yeah. great. First you feel strange and then you feel good. Mm-hmm. You guys all got the stats on the on the spell that yeah. I said. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think we all need to just push against the bar, like against the hinge of the cage to see if we can pop it. I, I agree. Well, it's gonna work. But I don't know what else we're gonna do. I would like you to all do strength rolls plus thirty. 
Add 30 to a strength oh, or to the die roll? Add, add 30 to the die roll. Oh, add 30? Oh, 31. 36. 37. <laughs> Wait, we're stronger, right? Yeah. So we would take 30 off for the die, you mean? Oh, wait. Right, or I'd turn it to the stat. So my 50 is an 80, so 37 is a yeah. normal success. Right, yeah. I'm sorry, you add 30 to the stat. So. Okay, right. so okay. 01. Right, 07. 25. Market wants to live. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I mean, you find that you're bending the bars. Um, not bending them much, but uh, hopefully after a couple of seconds, um, I mean, you're, you're bending them to where you, you might be able to, at least the smallest of you might be able to start to squeeze through. Right. Um, or the strain point, on the hinge. At which point, uh, Willie is like, hey, what are you guys doing? Hey, come here, Willie. And I'm going to try and just play with him. Well, he comes over and... Uh, I grab some of the breakfast food and I palm it. He's like, I know what you're up to. I'm not stupid. Are you hungry? He's like, not really anymore. Oh, then I'll just eat that. Take a bite. This is delicious. And I put it back out. So you don't want any? People food. Um, Dr. Carlisle, do a luck roll. Uh, no. Goodbye, hand. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, Willie uh, snaps at the food, and uh, I'd like you to do one d two damage because he hasn't quite learned the difference between don't eat people. One point. Yeah. So he gashes your hand pretty badly with this. And then he's like, uh oh. Oh I'm bleeding, Willie. He's That's like not good, Willie. He's like, Mommy said not to eat people. Oh he did. He did. Right, you better mommy's gonna be mad when she finds out. But we're not gonna tell mommy. He's like, but mommy's not here. Mommy left. She'll be mommy back. Left, mommy left to get the other guy. Oh, I know, I know, but we, we don't want to bleed all over the place. Surely mommy's got like bandage out there. He just looks like he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Uh hey, hey, go 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 check <laughs> over over there. Um he suddenly looks like he gets an idea and he trots over to where there's some old sheets mm-hmm. and uh, he picks one up and starts walking back over to you. And draw. Oh, good. Can you hit that padlock with your paw? The lock, and I point at it. Because uh, that, that rhythm, it help, helps us clot blood. <laughs> You're trying <laughs> to get out. So. <laughs> I'm not stupid. And he turns and he lays down with his back against the um, the bars. Mm-hmm. So you pretty much now have a wall of bars and 
fur. fur. <laughs> well, how how much are the bars pried open? Can I slip through still? I'm size 50. Now he's blocking it. There's not really any way to go through anymore. Um, all right, let's go back to uh, Jonathan. Jonathan, as you're going down, uh, you're, you're getting closer to Chuck's, and you suddenly hear up on the ridge, you hear crashing noises and uh, a man yelling. And uh, you can hear sort of Jenny's booming voice. Um, and then kind of goes quiet. Do I hear what's said or? No, uh, maybe the words, where is he? Um, so, and, and also the terrain's getting pretty steep. Mm -hmm. You're hitting, it's like, it's, you're like in an arroyo. So there's places where it drops 10 feet, you know, over rocks and things like that. Um, what do you do? Let's see. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to wait until she's gone and then climb up. Okay. Um. Unfortunately, to your horror, uh, at one point you look up and you see her eyes, and you're pretty sure she's looking right at you. And you can see from the from the the, the shadowy shape and from her her eyes once again that she is now climbing down the the cliffside towards your position. Okay. Are you going to stand there and wait for her or? <laughs> Keep running with the river, I guess. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that very quickly, though, she heads you off. Okay. Like, Stay where you are. She's like, you're, you're with them. them. You also notice that she has a man slung over her shoulder. Okay. Uh, Probably, probably Chuck. And she's like, we're, we're going, going back, back to the cave. And she's going to reach out and try to grab you. Can I dodge? You can try. Okay. Oof. That's a fail. Yeah, she got a 30. So, just like Desmond, she manages to grab you. But she's kind of gentle. She's not trying to hurt you. And she's like, you have to come back with me. And she sort of slings you over her other shoulder. It's a very strange feeling for uh, a man to be carried like a little child. You realize this is kidnapping, right? Says, you, you don't look, look like, like a kid. kid. She's like, I'm sorry, but it's necessary. And why is it necessary? Because I can't jeopardize you telling anybody about my work. And who would believe me? Doesn't matter. I can't risk it. You could have the police and everybody else up here in no time. The police will, the police will already be up here, if only to 
look for Noel. Her car was found smashed with a rather large handprint on the hood. Yeah, you be quiet I can, now. I hope you can understand why I'm a bit trepidatious about returning to your lair. Noel is fine. And uh I I won't believe you until I see her. Oh, you'll see her. So he takes you, she takes you back to the lair. She uh, pushes the rock aside and she comes inside. She finds Willie leaning up against the bars and uh, uh, gets Willie to move. And uh, she sees that you've bent the bars and she's like, how did you manage that? Ah, you all know the endurance chat. Yep. And she uh, opens up the bars and she puts Chuck and, uh, and Dr. Liege inside there with you. And she says, well, we'll have to do something about that, won't we? I mean, we don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> she goes over and uh, to her lab and she starts mixing chemicals up of some sort. Oh, that's not good. What, what are you working on, uh, Dr. Armbruster? She doesn't answer, but she's humming again. Mm-hmm. How's Chuck look? Beaten up, but uh, not but not dead. Kind of in the same same thing that uh, that Margaret and uh, Heather were. And there's nothing like a cot or anything in here, right? This is just the same floor as the rest of it. Correct. There's no. There's nothing in here that would indicate any kind of comfort for a prisoner. One of the lady doctors is going to need to use the restroom soon. I think that might elicit a moment of human sympathy, and that maybe should be before I piss her off by talking about Noel some more. Yeah, yeah. Do um, I rec- recognize the song she's humming? Nope. Just seems like some sort of random. Okay. It's um, kind of disconcerting. Uh, Is the dog still laying against the bars? Uh, no, she had him moved so that she could put put uh, the the dogs in the do- uh, the uh, the doctor in, and Chuck. Um, she goes over to the side, and there's a uh, a fan like the kind you plug into the wall. And uh, she brings it over uh, and sets it about five feet from your cage, pointing inward. Mm. And uh, she plugs it in. We're not hot, Jenny. It's okay. And then she goes back over to her lab and she comes back with uh, a, uh, looks like a crucible made out of ceramic and uh, it's slightly smoking and she sets it in front of the fan and the, the fumes are now wafting into your uh, thing. Um, Is this what you did to Noel? Do a biology, I guess a biology role, chemistry role, something like that. Uh, Toxicology. Regular on biology. My toxicology is 
toxicology is 26. Roll the 26 for 60. Well, those of you who pass recognize, uh, those of you who pass, you recognize kind of a sickening sweet odor, and you're pretty sure shit, it's ether that she's chemically created. And you begin to become drowsy, and uh, uh, it's difficult to keep your eyes open, and the next thing you know, you're all, everything goes black. So sometime later, you're not exactly sure how much later, um, and you probably all wake up at different times because of the different different things, but we'll just say that you all wake up pretty much at the same time. Uh, you find that you have all been stripped down to your skivvies, and everything that you had is is gone. She's taken all of your stuff. Plus, we all have hangovers. We're all very hungry. Right. It, you, you're, you're, you feel actually like you're coming out of that. So she may have knocked you out just long enough for that to hit, and then you slept for 12 hours or however long. Mm-hmm. So it could be the next day. Probably, well, it's probably, it could be any time. You have no, no idea of what time it is. And you're all groggy. Right. And um, she's busying herself. She's tidied the place up. She's put all of her books on the bookshelves. She's she's dusted. She's cleaned. She's uh, uh, made little piles. Uh, She's put a bucket in your uh, cell as a latrine. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, she's working on whatever she's working on at the moment, humming away her little tune. Uh, Well, I can't help but feel hopeless, guys. Uh, This is pretty bad. Yeah, it's a bad spot, but... We gonna you gonna feed us sometime, uh, Jenny? Oh, you're awake. Yeah, yeah. I will feed you, but I want you to stop goofing around. No more goofing around. There'll be consequences. And uh, she makes she makes some frozen dinners and. Uh, uh, she brings them over to you. Um, uh, do a spot hidden roll. Ooh. 75 is just barely a pass. Regular pass, 49. Um, she's definitely bathed herself. Mm. You know, she doesn't look dirty at all anymore. Uh, she brushed her hair. How's her hair? It's it's fairly short, actually. Like she's been chopping it off as it grows, but um, she's she's got it fairly neat now. You know, it was kind of raggedy before. Like she hadn't bothered to brush it in a long time. You uh, clean up nice, Jenny. Thank, Thank you. you. I understand uh, that you don't want us to goof around, 
but you must understand that we assume that you're going to kill us. I'm not going to kill you. Why would I kill you? To keep your experiments secret? I'm not a monster, despite what you might think. You do have to engage in sacrifice, though, for the Divine Mother. You know a lot more than you surprise me. How do you know the Divine Mother? Uh, she destroyed Don Biozine as we watched. Well, that Look, explains why I haven't heard from Finley. Yeah, he yes. skipped town after she destroyed, and I, and I saw your tape. So he's not dead? Probably not. We think he's in Toronto. Oh, well, then he'll be around sometime. Well, he'll be around in shackles if I have anything to say about it. He checks on. He checks up on me every once in a while, every couple of months. Mm. Who's doing your shopping now that Noel's dead? Well, it's the wonder of the telephone. I can call up uh, uh, the the shop in uh, Renuncion, and a, a boy brings out my groceries, and he leaves them on the front porch, and I pick them up in the middle of the night. He's getting a lot order, of good exercise. I can order pizza. I can order all the equipment that I need. Speaking of ordering equipment, did you know Harold Gall very well? I don't know who that is. Harold Gall? Yeah. Another yeah. Don, Don Biozyme scientist who got into stuff that was maybe dangerous. Well, it's, um, it's cutting edge. I don't think he really understood about the Divine Mother, though. The most beautiful thing I've ever seen. If I can call her a thing, she's too great to be a thing, but she's not a he or a she. Perhaps, perhaps you would like to uh, learn more about her. Uh, perhaps we'll consider at some point uh, letting you partake. Well, I cannot imagine any greater honor than knowing the Divine Mother greater, but I am uncertain I, again, it's because of Finley that I think that she's being misused. I don't know about your relationship with her, but Finley was just stealing from her. Do you know about her children? Her dark brood, of course. They were left to rot. He was trying to find some way to keep them alive, but uh, they aren't meant for this world. Wow. And is she? And do you want to be part of this world? What about I, poor Willie? I think that uh, the Divine Mother created this world. I think that we're all a part of her. It's just that some of us can become something more, something more advanced. That's what I am now. I am what we should all become at some point. Well, you certainly have undergone fascinating changes, and has Willie. Um, and you said that the gray mold was just old skin cells. Yes. What other, what other species have you seen the divine milk effect? None, really. I've done a few experiments, but uh, so far they're inconclusive. Hmm. So now why... Why does killing the cows on the on the altar? Why did that bring her to the woods? 
how how do you how do you call her? How do you reach out to something like that? Wherever it is, it it's it's hard to explain. Well, you know what? I'm a very well educated woman. I think I could understand. Thank you. I, 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 it's something you have to experience. Knowledge. Knowledge is not always something you can gain from education. Sometimes it's revelation. And it's through revelation that we learn how to do things. However, there are ancient texts that have detailed how to do some of these things. And blood is, blood is the essence of life. I used cows, but I felt sorry for the farmer after I read what was in the newspaper. Mm. So now I summon something that I sacrifice when the moon is dark. How I do this, that's too complex for you to understand. Mm -hmm. And how often do you do it? Well, I was at first doing it every month, but now perhaps every three months. Why, why the change? I do it when I get hungry. Hungry for the divine milk? Yes. Okay. Yes. You still, eat, you still eat mortal food the rest of the time, pizzas. I'd rather not discuss about eating right now. Let's uh, find out more about you, especially uh, you, my sneaky little... Uh, almost got away from me. Uh, what's your name? What do you do? Are you also a biologist? My name is Dr. Liege. And yes. Well, if you're good, in a week or so I'll consider letting you out of the cages and let you walk around. But I have to trust you first. And right now I don't trust you. Mutual. Well... Will you be doing your experiments here where we can at least watch? We are scientists. It's hard to watch from the cell what I'm doing, but you'll become familiar with some of my experiments. Pray that I don't do any on you. But if you're bad, I'll have to consider it. So, anyway... Let's just say, for the sake of time, the situation does not resolve itself immediately. That, go ahead. I just want to say that if this is going to be an extended period we're here, any chance I get to play with the puppy, call him over, scratches, any chance I get, I'm going to interact with the dog. Okay. Every single opportunity that he even looks, hey, but without her, you know, I'm not going to do it blatantly while she's watching, but any chance I get, I'm using everything in my arsenal to tickle him, play with him, throw a stone, like whatever it takes to get this dog's, like, trust. Well, do a... Um, I have animal handling at 70. Yeah, do, uh, do animal handling. 
That sounds good. Twenty-six. Okay, and we'll call that we'll call that more like an animal psychology role. Um, Willie seems a completely innocent puppy uh, with a human intellect of four, <laughs> um, and he loves the attention. Uh, however, like most puppies, he does not know his own strength. <laughs> And it is always a danger. Uh, uh, you're not out of the cell yet, but you could easily imagine him playing, picking you up and shaking you and tossing you around, thinking that he's being completely innocent while his shark teeth have torn their way. <laughs> right. Okay. And... Um, uh, we'll say that Jenny apologizes for the injury that he did earlier uh, and scolds him. He knows that he's not supposed to hurt people, but uh, you also guess quite easily that all the damage done to the front of Jenny's house, the mailbox, the wood, that's all him. So, yeah. Um, but he's intelligent enough that you actually see her send him to go get the groceries which he comes back carefully, like like fetching a newspaper. Right. Um, he only sometimes spills a little bit. I'm just trying to get in his head, let him trust me, let him like me. Okay. I might be, you know, so. And how's, how's Chuck doing in all this? Uh, Chuck's freaked out. Um, he doesn't understand anything. Uh, a giant... Um, uh, Chuck has taken some serious sanity damage. Uh, she, uh, as best you can understand it, she got to his house and she just tore the front end off of his house. Uh, you also get the impression that he sma she smashed your car. Mm -hmm. um, you don't know what happened to your stuff. Yeah. You don't see it anywhere. Um. And at some point, the violence to Chuck's house and the car is going to be noticed. Right. Um, you know, and the cops escorted us up there to see Noel's car. So they have a vague idea of where we last were. And now there's this, all this further violence, which is going to generate some kind of attention or inquiry. Right. I certainly hope so. <laughs> and it's pretty, it's, there's no, we don't get any natural light this far in the cave, right? We're right. only getting the lab lights. We have no idea about time. Right. We're pacing, we're basing our experience of time on meals and, and evacuations. Yeah, meals mostly that you're getting. Breakfast, lunch, uh, dinner. Uh, we never know about Jenny's evacuations. She has a giant toilet in here somewhere. Or some kind of pit. Well, she tends to disappear at times and go deeper into the caves. Right. Um, I was I was kind of worried that the uh, the other room <laughs> would fill that need. <laughs> um, and I, I assume that I, Dr. Mills and Evans can petition her for some kind of shower curtain or some limited amount of privacy for the bucket use. Um, not really at the moment. You've just got it sort of in the back corner. Jesus. Um, Jenny's humanity is a lot more degraded than Jenny thinks. Well, she, she apologizes for it all, but 
she's, you know, she didn't have a contingency for you showing up. And, and, and part of that bothers you a little bit because why is the jail cell here mm -hmm. in the first place? Um, anyway, after about a week, ugh, um, I think that's sand loss all around just on general yeah, principles. Yeah. I think you can all do a little bit of sand loss. Just do a, a 1d4. Well, do a 1d2 if, if you fail. I don't have too much left to lose at this point. I passed my sanity. Nope. Uh, I think also um, what Dr. Ethan said earlier, you kind of see that it's partly there. There is still part of her humanity there. And oddly enough, part of it sort of manifests in that she treats you all like little children. Because to you, to, the, to her, you are the size of little children. And she's got a strong sort of motherly aspect. So she scolds you if you do something that she doesn't like, and she praises you oddly if you're a good kid, you're a good person, or whatever. Um, but eventually, after about a week, she lets you out of the cage on the condition that you don't try to escape and she warns you that she's got she's got contingencies if you are to try to escape right she says she could summon something that would get you that wouldn't be nearly as gentle as she sweet willie yeah okay um you also find that she's more securely blocked the front entrance so what you, what you guys managed to push aside, she's, she's pretty much got it so that you can't push it aside. Um, but you discover a little bit more to the cave. The, the areas that are kind of crossing there, they are, that's where it drops down. Okay. So you have to do a little bit of a climb downward, but uh, there's the room where there's water coming in, and she'll sometimes have you fetch water in buckets and bring it back. Um, uh, there's, there's this room here. She won't let you go in there. She says that's none of your business. Okay. And she's got it kind of blocked off a little bit. This room here, there's nothing in there except on the wall. There is a large area uh, that looks very similar to the garage. It's got writing on the wall that shifts and moves and is very disturbing to stare at. Right. And then uh, her room is kind of off limits. Uh, you know that she's got, uh, you know, piles of linen and some mattresses in there. And uh, that's more or less where she sleeps and, and does things. Uh, uh, this here is a little bit steep. Uh, you can't get down it very easily. So she says, just don't go that way. You might get lost. Mm. And uh, this is that first little crack. It's far too small to get out of. 
And that little area above that first crack, she couldn't possibly squeeze into. This area? Correct. Yeah. She could not get into that. Yeah. But she could, that, I wonder, could she reach into it efficient, sufficiently to grab anybody hiding there? No. You, you, you do find a few places where you might be able to, uh, you could her size is a dis- get, away, get away from her if you needed to. Of course, you wouldn't be able to go anywhere. Yeah, right. And, and you don't have any idea what's over here. And we're also, dependent on her for food. Right. And also this area up here. Um she says that she's considering fixing that up for you guys as your permanent new home. So a couple of questions for Jenny. Um, one is, do you need lab assistance? Because here we are a bunch of trained scientists with nothing to do and all this equipment that's so small for you. Um, the first time you ask that, she sort of laughs uh, and says, despite your education, I doubt seriously that you'd understand anything that I'm doing. Um, and that sort of is backed up a little bit by perhaps an occasional ability to glance at some of her notes that she's taken and mm-hmm. it's like they're written in a foreign language and there there's some mathematics and schemata and and biological stuff that's pretty cutting edge it's right like all and 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 don biozyme right there's stuff that's going on here that is not published she also has a collection of books mm that are uh, also fanfold uh, dot matrix printed out uh, things. Uh, she definitely has uh, the same one that Noel had, uh, De Vermis Mysteries. Plus she has a number of those. She keeps those on a high shelf. Um, I, I want to ask her if I could read any. Uh her her response would be like, do you know German? Do you know Latin? Um, I I know Latin. She's like, well, you you can read them, but at your own risk. Oh, I see. She says these things are are far too advanced for normal people. They could drive you completely out of your mind. Mm. How much uh, care does Chuck need, speaking of which? <coughs> Chuck begins to exhibit um, Stockholm Syndrome. He tries to be as uh, accommodating as possible to anything that she might ask and not ask questions and just remain silent most of the other time. But... And there are no snakes here for him. Well, and his normal curiosity seems to be somewhat dampered. He was traumatized, horribly traumatized, um, psychologically damaged, and you're not sure what you can do for him. You try talking to him, but it's like there's nobody home. She broke Chuck. Chuck's broken. Dang it. (laughs) 
I'm not feeling super intact myself. Yeah. Is there anything that you guys can think of that we can do? Well, it's going to depend on uh, how much does she when she leaves the cave. Does she shove us back in the cage? Um, I'm. I think that's probably exactly what she would do. Yeah, mm. just to make sure you don't try anything. Mm. And she doesn't leave very often. Um, I'd like you to do. I'd like you to all do a listen roll. I don't hear a thing. Nope. Uh -uh. <laughs> I'm spending four luck to pass. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and you, Dr. Leash, anything? Nope. My ears are still okay. ringing. Dr. Margaret, at night, which you assume is night, um, after everybody is sort of retired, uh, there's a couple of nights that you hear something. And it's, at first, it almost sounds like static. And it's, it's something. And it's coming from deeper in the cave. And there's a couple of moments when you you sort of half glance, the light's very dim, but it's almost as if the wall is moving. And you just sort of get this horrible feeling like, like it's something, something with a million little feet crawling along the walls going towards Jenny's room. Well, I'm going to watch. Well, you can't see it, but oh, okay. it's a sound, and you hear it for a couple of minutes, and then it fades away into the distance. But your imagination is horrible. About, it's not, it's, it's a bizarre, unnatural squeaky, tittering sort of sound that sort of haunts your, makes it hard to go to sleep, whatever it is. But other than that, um, she tries to make you all comfortable. I'm pressing for more vegetarian options in the frozen food department. She gives you your clothes back, but none of your um, none of your possessions. And when we go down to the watery hole, I mean, we can't wash ourselves there, right? We'd be contaminating the water, so we've got to carry buckets back and that's what you've bath. been doing. Yeah, that's what you've kind of been doing. That's really getting nasty around here. Does Chuck need help with that? Um, Chuck, yeah, I mean, you have to help him with it because he doesn't do it otherwise. I want to ask Jenny about that sound. And she's like, what sound? Well, there's, there's a noise at night. She like, comes from, I don't know what you're talking about. There's nothing down there, but that's where I sleep and that's the water and well, there's something. 
Should I hear tonight? Well, there are things in caves. Doesn't concern you at all? Not in the least. Because I doubt there's anything in here that could harm or scare me. Um, she says, I have the Divine Mother's protection. Sure, we had sure. it too. You took it away from us. Do you uh, do you chant that frequently? The endurance chant. I don't usually yeah. need to. But I'm you were you were ready for us. Why were you ready for us? Why you done it that day? I did it as soon as I knew that you had come into the cave. I was ready to blow the cave up. Oh, that's what the dynamite's for. She says, I can I could bring down the whole ceiling in the front of there and completely bury us all. She says, oh. of course, I could dig my way out. Of course. And poor Willie. He's probably a good digger. Of course he is. I, I find it strange now that we've gotten to know each other that you still don't want to talk about Noel, which is the connection between us and you. I mean, we were just, we were investigating Peter Tate. Peter, how, how is, is Peter? Peter's also Missing. been killed. How was he killed? We have no idea, but it was his diary that he hid in his car that led us to Noel and you. He uh, is presumed to have suicided, but he didn't. His car was attacked. His home was attacked. Um, he led us to Noel and you. She becomes upset thinking that Peter's dead. Um, she said, I, I, I liked Peter a lot. Peter liked you a lot, too. But we kind of grew apart. Well, you grew apart. Well, he had a lifestyle that I wasn't very fond of. He did seem pretty decadent uh, for the Divine Mother. Not very well creative. Sex is what it is. And she sort of looks at you and gets that weird look in her face like, Oh, <laughs> you're looking more attractive. That's when you kind of notice, is she kind of like wearing some makeup? It would take a lot. Yeah. So much surface. Has she grown in the last X number of days? Not that you've noticed. Not in. Not so in. she might be tapering off and Willie too. Yeah, they're they're they they they're pretty much the same. You don't notice the growth. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a shame about Peter. Peter is the one that tried to alert the world about the dangerous things that Finley was doing. He was a braver man than you'd think. Well, it's uh, it's not a good idea to to cross Doctor Finley. Isn't it though? Isn't what he's doing fundamentally abhorrent? People have said that about science since the very beginning. Yeah, they're right sometimes. I mean, I believe in the, you know, the, I believe in greater knowledge, but I don't believe in irresponsible experimentation. Finley, Finley's an interesting fellow. 
He's mm. a scientist through and through. Completely, utterly scientific. Only interested in what he can discover scientifically about things. I think he told me that the first time he ever saw the Divine Mother, he was in the Himalayas, in the Tibetan region. There's a tribe of people that live there, Asians, that are outcasts from the others. And uh, he was somewhat initiated into their tribe by marrying one of their women. And, uh, but they wouldn't give him the secret. They wouldn't give him the secret of how to call her. So he studied, he sought knowledge in ancient books and eventually he discovered a way to reproduce what the, uh, the tribal members had done, uh, but he did it with science. The tribe would milk the mother and then use it on their crops and their crops would be extremely abundant. And so he wanted to see if there was some sort of enzyme that was causing this. And as you can see, it does cause growth. But it also causes mutation. Or advancement, you could say. Exactly. So uh, I, it's funny, I was going to ask you about Mrs. Finley. She is the uh, Tibetan princess in question, I assume? Well, I don't know that she's a princess. She's kind of a bitch. But she's also an initiate to some extent, isn't she? Well, she is what she is. So as far as I know, she's a chef. Hmm. She's, uh, she's opening up a couple of restaurants. That's interesting. Do you think that she's engaging in a form of experimentation of her own? Oh, I don't think so. Unless she's coming up with new recipes for people have been persecuted and driven from their home. A lot of them have settled in uh, California and uh, Canada. Mm. Hmm. Do you think that she uh, is, is aware of the Divine Mother and the way that you are and that I hope to be? I think that her people are aware of it. I don't know much about her. She seemed rather Petty, not petty. There's just no much, not much depth to the woman. I thought well, Finley, she, you know, she'd rather, I'd rather sit around the swimming pool drinking uh, Mai Tais uh, than anything else. Finley, to me, seemed only interested in personal advancement, not really wisdom. But well, you worked with him, I didn't. He is what he is. She says, I don't know when he'll show up, but it could be any time. Mm, indeed, it could. Anyways, I'd like to say that at this point, uh, I mean, the conversation seems rather inane, and it goes on and on. Um, at some point, you guys seem extremely bored. 
Um, and she tosses you in a deck of cards to play with. Only she says, this, this is, is the, the only deck, deck that I have. have. And, and it was, was Noelle's. And it's a tarot deck. Nice. She says you, you can, can still, still play, play cards, cards with it. Okay, I, I have a question. I mean, we've been here for a while. Is there any time where it seems opportune to use her phone? Uh, no. Well, I'll, uh, I mean, I was looking for tarot deck earlier. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll pick up the tarot deck and go through and look at the cards. Well, it's a tarot deck. Yeah. Um, uh, you just look at the cards? Yeah, well, I want to see if they're all there. I, I don't know how many are actually in the tarot deck. I think deck. there's 72. Is that correct, David? I think it's 78. Maybe 78. Yeah, they're all there. Okay. Hmm. Uh, the tarot deck is also wrapped in a piece of purple cloth. Rather ornate purple cloth. Familiar purple cloth? Not really. But yeah. uh, Dr. Doctor Carlisle doesn't like it. Yeah, I'd try and uh, keep that away from him. <laughs> yeah, um, backed up to a corner. So the, uh, the, the best way, I think, to play cards, we can only play four-handed, but it basically works like bridge, except that instead of one of the suits being Trump, there's these 22 extra cards that include the hanged man uh, that are a separate suit that act like Trump's. So we divide them up, you know, I lead with diamonds, diamonds are coins, or pentacles, and then if you don't have any of those, you can play swords or clubs. Mm -hmm. In this case, they're pentacles, yeah. Uh, and then you could always, if you're out of a suit, you can play a trump card instead, which is from zero the fool to 22, which is, which escapes me. But they're all numbered on the card, so it's easy to play. You guys could play. It, it touched that cloth. I, I, no, I'm not. I can't. No, no. I'm and not, is the hanged man in the deck? Yes. And is it the same hanged man we've seen before? Uh, I don't think so. Hold on just a second. Uh, oh, I don't have the deck. <laughs> I don't have the deck. So uh, I think this is the standard, what is it, the wind deck? It's not in French. So, it's not the same deck. Oops, you're, you're muted, Doctor. The figures are, it's pretty consistent in that it's a person hanging upside down. Right, yeah, that card, but in this case, yeah. it's yeah. a little. So, it's present. It's not mysteriously the only card missing. Correct. Uh, all right, I would like to gamble, but we have nothing except a bucket full of uh, waste matter and rocks yeah i'm going fucking crazy anybody else i just want to go down that other cave area i'm sick of just sticking here i think sure yeah just below. i mean we're just gonna yeah. die down here so i mean i don't know what else we're gonna do 
Yeah, I, Jenny, I mean, this, this is a conversation I assume that happens when Jenny is out of the cave. And we sort of filter in for obvious recording devices and we're whispering in a corner. But yeah, I mean, I think she 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 thinks she's going to let us free at some point. But she's she's going to kill us at the table one at a time or whatever. Yeah. When 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 she's hungry, because she's nuts. No. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep trying to get uh, permission to be a lab assistant in case I can make a little batch of ether for her at some point. But that's my mm -hmm. best plan. Right. No, because she's smart. I mean, if we could find uh, the portable light source, we could go down the other tunnel. But right, I would have learned that the uh, the trank rifle was snapped. Yeah. Um. What's the state of the tranquilizer cartridge in the trank the trank rifle? Oh, it's gone. There's, it's gone. Okay. Yeah. All of your stuff seems to have vanished. Well, I say, I say we find some way to make a portable light source and just go down there. I mean, it's not like we need the Trank rifle anyway. She's pretty nice to us. Well, I'm thinking if... Nice for now, and I'm sure she was nice to Noel too, at first. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking having a tranquilizer to uh, spike a cocktail wouldn't hurt at the right yeah. moment. As long as you don't hurt the dog, it's okay. So the dog's um, not necessarily the one keeping us here. Uh, so that evening, uh, after you've eaten, uh, after you've sung some kumbaya, <laughs> played some cards, um, she uh, puts you back into your cell, locks the door, and uh, retires for the evening back to her cave. And uh, this time, uh, when Dr. Margaret hears the noise, uh, she points it out to the rest of you. And you definitely hear something. It seems to enter or, or manifest, the sound manifests itself somewhere in the cave that you're in, maybe in the ceiling, and it moves towards... The uh, where where Ginny goes, you know, down the towards the water room, down towards her area, and fades away as it goes. It's like it's like a rustling noise, or like thousands of insects or something are moving in that direction. Like a one-ton millipede. Well, like a million millipedes, little tiny ones. It's. Does it sound at all like the um, grasshoppers at the flat at the at the table? Yeah, maybe that sort of. They were sort of rustling through the grass. Kinda, maybe. Squeaky hinges, millions of little squeaky hinges. Little teeny tiny squeaky hinges. Oh, yeah, those uh, were calling out, weren't they? Around the stone table that came out. They made a noise. Uh, Carlisle and Lee, you heard that. Does it sound like that? Does it sound like that to you? 
like this horrible fat gray carotids maybe but jenny says not to worry about it so we should be okay would you just stop that about jenny i mean she's, she's not our friend okay well maybe not uh, yours let me worry about it I'll, I'll do all the worrying for you i mean you know like yeah i'm, I'm going back to sleep and i roll over I think our Carlisle friend is broken too. Yeah, we got two down. Fresh lies. Two brains broken. We we've we've got to make a break for it. We've got to go down into the tunnels. She she went there before. She got out. So yeah. Otherwise, we'll just die here. What do you think she wants from us? Really? Do you think we're sacrifices? Yes. I mean, I don't know what else to think. That were experiment subjects, both of which don't sound uh, pleasant. And I think she said that rational. Yeah, and she said that she'd only do it if we try to escape. But yeah, I just have a feeling it's a matter of time, and I'd rather just die sooner than lose my mind down here, like our friend. Oh. uh... I probably for the millionth time check out the bar, check out the door, check out the hinges, all that. Yeah, same yeah. old, same old. Did she fix the bars that we bent during yeah. our great escape? Yeah, Just, pretty much. Yeah, she bent them back in its in place. She's also warned you. Mm-hmm. You know, she has. You know, she's she's been kind enough to let you out of the bars during the day. Right, but I mean, at, at this point, we have to wait for a point where we can actually just go down there and just do it, because otherwise we're going to sit here forever. Yeah. Well, it, Unless we can make idea rolls and come up with something better, I don't, yeah. I don't know what we... Did we see something like uh, it was uh, steep down? Was that correct? It went correct. down, not up? Okay. Right. Yeah. And she's told you it just goes deeper into the caves. Right. And we got that one room she doesn't want us to go into it. Right. Um, there, but. So eventually, you drift off to sleep. Mm-hmm. On the next morning, uh, you are awakened by the sound of wood scraping and uh, then something heavy and wooden being dropped on the ground about 10 feet from your your cell. Um, uh, the lights are on and Jenny is sitting there. And what you see is somebody they're they're in the shadows. They're they're black in the shadows. But it looks like they're dragging a coffin into the room and that they would have been coming from that direction, not not towards the exit. And whatever it is, is sort of, it's kind of big and and hunkered over, but it suddenly sort of uh, writes itself. You can see it has the vague semblance of a man, except that the legs are a little too long and it looks like it's 
standing on its tiptoes and uh, it says, uh, So Jenny, uh, I found this one. It looks like it's going to be pretty fresh. So uh, you can use this. And she's like, well, oh, thanks, thanks, Eddie. And uh, you all of a sudden get this horrible smell. Um, smells like a dead body. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, you see this thing sort of turn. You can see its silhouette in the light. And it's definitely not human shaped. It's, it's shaped like, well, a werewolf. I mean, that's the first thing that you sort of think. Because its face is very dog-like. And it goes, I smell something. Hey, you've got some prisoners. And uh, it sort of lopes over towards the bars and uh, sticks its face up there and looks inside. And you're looking into the face of what looks like a half-dog man dressed in kind of raggedy. Looks like he's dressed in a ragged business suit. Mm. And he's like, well, look at them. He says, can I have one of them when they die? Oh, she's she's taking, well, good care of us, Eddie. I mean, she's she's been really, really kind to us. What, what makes you think? got a couple of broads in here. Wow. Since who are these people? And she's like, leave them alone, Eddie. Eddie, you are the most amazing thing I've seen. Can, wow. What are you? What do you mean, what am I? You've never seen a ghoul before. No. Oh, and I go up to the bars and I'm like. Uh, uh, he smells bad. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I'm thinking he's part animal, part human, and I'm batshit crazy at this point. He so. sort of backs up like this and looks at you and he goes, And who might you be? Oh, I, I, I'm Ethan Carlisle. My, my pleasure. He, uh, he reaches out a, cla- uh, a hand with claws on it about that long and uh, wraps it around your hand and your arm and pulls your arm out and smells your arm. And he goes, Eddie Kaplan. And he lets you go. I, before that, I try and look at the, the nails. Oh, yeah. They're big, nasty. Amazing. Oh. I mean, this is, this is revolutionary. I, I, I need to take notes. I, you can all do sanity rules. Yeah. Yeah. I failed again. <laughs> I passed. I don't have much to roll against at this point. Ooh, I, uh, I failed. What do we take for a failure? Uh, I'd say, uh, uh, well, 1D2. You guys are getting kind of used to this crap. Yeah. Two more points. Yep. So... Um, He's like, uh, so how long you have them, Jenny? And she's like, uh, oh, going on two weeks. And uh, he says, well, anyways, do you got anything for me? And she's like, yeah. yeah. She says, uh, hold mm-hmm. on. And uh, you see her walk back towards, you know, the, the deeper down. And he just comes over and he's looking at you and he's like, wow. Well, he says, well, y'all look healthy enough. Except for that guy. She looks over at Chuck. Yeah, he's uh, he's not been faring too too well. Yeah, he'll probably be the last one to go. 
And he sort of leans in and he goes, So how are you all really doing? There's a bit of one stir crazy in here, huh? A little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of it. He says, well, I don't know what I can do to help you, but, uh, I mean, you always have the choice of joining me down below, if you know what I mean. There's more of you? Yeah, we got a whole society down, 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 down below. Down farther in the cave? Yeah, but I should, I should explain, of course, to you that the way you become a ghoul is you have to keep the dead. Ugh. Yeah, that's a challenge for sure. But says, how long uh, ago? Particularly appetizing. How long ago did you cross over, Eddie? Oh, I was born in 1894. I, uh, I died in 18. Well, I didn't really die, but I crossed over in 19, uh, 1922, I think it was. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well, good for you. You look well for your age. <laughs> and, says, and I'm in a relationship. And uh, my oh. relationship's doing pretty good, but he's not here right now. Oh. Do you, uh, do you, what, uh, uh, I'm sorry for ignorance, what kind of relationships do you have? Is it just pair bonding? Same kind as you have. Right. I mean, sure. we don't go to church or anything like that. Yeah, me neither. He says, I'm from, uh, I'm from uh, Boston, if you haven't guessed that already. Oh, I heard it. What it's got nice. you out this far? Not really from Boston. I'm, I'm, from, a, I'm from a little town called uh, uh, Arkham. Mm. Oh. Well, hey, I, quick question for you. Um, Jenny had another person before us, a girl named Noelle. Do you know where she is? You're talking about uh, Jenny's sort of half-girlfriend, I guess you could call her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I'm supposed to talk about that. She's kind of touchy. Oh, we noticed. Is Noel no does longer that, with us? Does that mean you didn't or did not consume her? Oh, no, no, no. Good God. She'd, she'd rip my head off. Oh, even after she's passed? That's very touchy. <laughs> you don't know what she's working on, do you? <laughs> And he sort of he sort of walks away as Jenny comes back into the room, and he says, "Yeah, that'll do just nicely." And you see, Jenny is dragged a dead body into the room that uh, is still twitching. Mm. What and, uh, is it? It looks like a dead body, but it's twitching a little bit. Like a human. A human. Oh, and uh, uh, Eddie's like, yeah, that'll do nicely. And uh, you see Eddie uh, rip into the thing's arm and uh, take a big bite. You can do sanity for now. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. Anyone we recognize? I failed. Uh, no. Now, if you do a, if you do a, if you, oh, I'll get to that in a second. Um, if you failed one d four. And you can do a constitution roll to see if you vomit. Yeah. Um, if if you passed 1d2. Um, Tom, Tom, I'm now at 28 sanity, just for the record, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I find the bucket. Yep. 
I'm I, fine. I, I, I lost I lost one sanity and passed my con. Margaret's just hardened right now. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Eddie, um, get back to me on that offer. I, I, you know, um, yeah, maybe. And when you say that, Jenny's like, what, what offer? offer? And he's like, nah, he's just talking. He's not talking about nothing. And he's like, but I don't want to talk with my mouth full. I'll take this back with me. And uh, uh, he says, am I still in business with you? Hope to see you soon. And uh, he lopes off. He throws the thing over his shoulder and lopes off. Into the... Now, I'd like you to all do spot hidden rolls uh, as you're watching this horror. 97. That's a fail. 20. Like the first thing I pass. Fifty-seven is a fail. The body. Small. It was definitely somebody who was dead. In fact, they were dressed. They were dressed in a suit. Right. They were in a coffin for a reason. But this person looked. You get the impression that the person was already dead, but they were still twitching. Reanimation, like a, like a zombie. And uh, I, I didn't notice this, and that was not saying tells me. Right. Um, <laughs> so you guys are all. <laughs> at which point, Jenny's like, "So who wants, wants breakfast? breakfast?" I do. <laughs> I like uh, cold cereal. Nothing, nothing meaty. Yeah, Cheerios. Yeah, we got the Cheerios. Yeah, yeah I'll go with that. Uh, you, you, Jenny, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta tell me how you did that. That's like uh, uh, outstanding. What are you talking about? The, 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 the cadaver. It was, it, it was twitching. Like you, 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 did you like? Is that, is that like Night of the Living Dead or something? Don't worry about that. You probably wouldn't be able to understand it anyway. I can understand, like. Things I never thought I could understand right now. This is like, yeah. Please tell me. That's okay, sweetie. You don't need to worry about it at all. Oh, I'm not worried at all. It's eat, just eat, your, like, eat your breakfast and, you know, clean yourself up. And I think that's where we're going to leave it. <laughs> I think that's a good spot. All right. Uh, our players. Included Morgan Llewellyn, Brian Daly, Keith Craig, Jason Melnichok, and David Gassaway with yours truly as a keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing up to five shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with this show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd also like to support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh together with all the members of our gaming club inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck. Good gaming.